Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Come on. How's everyone doing today? Amen. We are so honored that you're here. Those online, we are honored that you're here joining us wherever you're joining us from that you tuned in today because God's got something great for you and I know that's why you're here. And like Pastor Dan says, if this is your first time, welcome. We're glad that you've joined us on our CWC Bay Area campus, online campus. But you know what, you are just as much a part of what we do here in the building. You know, uh, you, you are a part of the body and we say thank you for joining us today. Amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet with me and turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And today I'm going to start the first part of our core beliefs. And it says here, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you for your word. God, and I pray that as a result of hearing it today, Lord, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. I love the second part of the scripture that says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. How do you know that every work that you do, every assignment that God's given to you, he calls it a good work? It's not just the work we do in church, but every assignment that we've been given, God calls it a good work. And when you know your word, you are prepared for that good work. Uh, 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 there's been a recent study done by George Gallup and Jim Castilli. It says this, that though Americans revere the Bible, they don't read it. We love our Bibles, and I bet that every one of us has a Bible in our house, maybe on the coffee table. Maybe you have one on the side of your bed. But the, the, this, this study shows that Americans love their Bible, but they don't read it. And, as, and because they don't read it, they have become a nation of biblical illiterates. We don't know our word. We love our word. We love God. I'm not saying we don't love God. We just don't know our word. But 2 Timothy tells us that when we know our word, we are equipped to do what God's called us to do when you know your word. Uh, see, many Christians remain in bondage to fears, anxieties, to sicknesses, to different bondages that we face simply because we're biblically illiterate. We don't know what we, st what we could stand on. We don't know the authority that comes along with it. And I want to encourage you uh, from, from this day on, I want to encourage you. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the word. That's the authority. That's the power. Let, let's get back to reading our word. Let's get back to falling in love with who God is and finding him in the stories of the Bible. I want to give you a quick tool that you could use. If you, if you download our, our, um, our church app, CWC Bay Area, you go on the app store there for... Uh, on Apple Store, or you could get it if you, if you use Android. You could download our app, and on there we have a daily reading. It's a daily reading plan, and every day you'll read four chapters. Is what we call our life journal, right? And you'll get the Word of God fed to you every single day. Let's get back to the Bible. Why? Let's not believe because someone else believed for us. I want you to believe because you know for yourself who God is. Amen? Come on, you should get a little more excited for that. 
that we believe because we know who God is through his word. It's one thing to come to a church and, and, and love the church, and I hope you do love your church because we have an amazing church. We have an amazing pastor, right? You, you get amazing word here. But I want you to know your word for yourself. I want you to believe for yourself. We connect with people because they have like beliefs in us. We go to a church not just because of the core values, but also their belief agrees with our belief. It would be hard for you to go to a church that didn't believe like you believe. You would feel uncomfortable because you would feel like, I'm missing something. There's something that I know that God has that they don't believe in. You find a church because they connect with your beliefs. And I want to encourage you, let's get back to the Bible so that we are fully equipped for the work that God has for us. How do you start? You just jump in. You just jump in and you be consistent. And as you're consistently reading your word, things become a little easier to understand. And then you got this great helper and great teacher called the Holy Spirit. And he begins to reveal things to you. He begins to show things to you as you're reading. And then you come to church and you got great preachers and great teachers. And they just begin to confirm things in your life. And God begins to transform your life. But it all started with your determination to read the word. Let's get back to the Bible. Amen. I love what John 8, 31 and 32 says. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word and, and you, are my, you are my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It's when you know the truth. If you've ever questioned where your belief system should come from, the Bible is our standard. There's so many people out there that are going to tell you what you should believe. But the Bible is our standard. The scripture is our authority because in a society where the latest and greatest and most popular popular opinion is king, we still have to know that God's word is supreme overall. I don't care what the people that you, you hang out with say. I don't care what social media says, what the government says. God's word, as believers, God's word is our authority. And sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow. Because sometimes people that we love aren't living according to God's word. Doesn't mean that we hate them, but God's word is our authority. Popular opinion can't, get you hope, can't give you hope in a hopeless situation. Only the word of God can do that. Popular opinion can't give you a word to stand on when all else has failed. Only the word of God can do that. Let's get back to the Bible. So our core beliefs at CWC Bay Area all stem from the Bible. We didn't sit around one day and say, well, this would be a good thing to believe in our church. Everything that we are going to cover in the next two weeks, we got from the word of God. Why? Because that's our authority that we stand on. So what are our core beliefs at CWC Bay Area? Number one, we believe in God. And I hope you do too. Amen? We believe in God. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in revelation. We believe in mankind, and I'll break these down a little more. Pastor Dan will cover next week. We believe in the fall, salvation, the church, and the resurrection. We believe in these things. We believe God. We believe there is one eternal existing God who has three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit operating in one. 
You see, we believe that the same God who said, let there be, and there was light, there was stars, and there was all other creation, is the same God who sent his son Jesus to give his life a ransom for the sinners. That same God that spoke uh, creation into existence is the same God who moves your heart. The same Holy Spirit that was there is the same Holy Spirit that moves your heart. That same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that we believe still raises people from the dead physically and spiritually we believe that and we we've, we've grounded ourselves on that belief you can't tell me any difference we believe that the same god is still passionately and patiently seeking out man still today He's passionately and patiently seeking out God, the God who spoke things into existence. Wouldn't you think that he has a bigger job to do than just to spend time with us? But he loved you so much and wanted to have relationship with you that when relationship was severed, he worked and did his best to make sure relationship was restored through sending his son Jesus to die on the cross. That same God that spoke things into cre creation, the same God of the Bible, is the same God you serve with a living and active relationship today. That's what we believe here at CWC. That's why worship is so passionate because we're not singing about a dead God. We're not singing about a God that was. We're singing about a God that is. That's why you'll get passionate preachers because we believe that that same God is still moving in us today. And that's the passion you get because you can't talk about somebody that you love and just not be passionate about it. I'm not saying those that don't yell when they're preaching aren't passionate but I think you get a little extra flavor here, right? You get, you get a little extra flavor. You got a little, you know, Mexican, Puerto Rican kind of flavor that gets mixed into the speaking in it. We're just passionate about what we do. Why? We're passionate about God. And because God's passionate about you, we're passionate about you as well. That's the God that we believe. We believe that miracles still are going to happen. That although the doctors say things aren't going to work out on your behalf, we believe that the God we serve has the final say-so. We believe that those that are lost, your loved ones that you've been praying for, that have rejected God, time after time after time that the Holy Spirit is still encountering in their life right now. That's the God that we believe in the church that you go to because that's the God of the Bible. That's the God we serve. Isaiah 45, 5 and 6 says this, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you though you have not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. You can't tell me God doesn't exist. There's no other God. I know you've tried other things. I know you tried to find you know, hope in, in relationships and hope in drugs and hope in people, but those things have all left you empty. But God is the only one who's been there from your beginning and he'll be there at your ending. And when you call on him from the deepest desperations of your hearts, He's still there. That's the God we serve. There's none, none, absolutely none that even compares to him. No one can love knuckleheads like us and still believe in us and not pull back purpose that he has for our life. I don't know about you, but there's time when, when people mess up, you kind of take a well, you'll have to earn this back. God gives it back to you immediately because he loves you. That's the God that we serve. You see, but we can't serve God according to our own liking. And that's the problem is we got this thing that we've coined. Well, you know, uh, I serve God according to my beliefs. There's one belief. 
There's one standard. That standard is the word. Culture will tell you to serve God according to your own convictions and your own conditions. So if I'm not convicted about it, it must be right. Listen, I don't care whether it convicts you or not. If the word says it's wrong, then that's our standard right there. I knew I wouldn't get a lot of claps on that. We don't get to pick and choose what we will obey or not. You're either all in or not all in at all. I once heard a, a message called um, white out Christianity. We go through the Bible and we begin to white out the things we don't like and everything left over is what we get to keep. Listen, we don't get to pick and choose here. There's a standard, there's an authority that comes with the word of God and we believe it as hard as it might be. We believe it. I'm not saying it's always easy. We believe it though. Why? Because it's the word and I don't question because there's God and there's no one like him. Amen. Number two, we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the moving of the Spirit. We believe that in order to live the holy and fruitful lives that God intends for us, we need to be baptized in water and be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says this, but you shall receive power. Everyone say power. It, it's, it's, it's a power that it's a, the word dunamis, it's dynamite, it's power to destroy things. I'm not talking about in a bad way, but you have the ability to destroy, to destroy what the enemy has built up, to destroy strongholds. You shall receive, receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then after that power has been there, it's not just to fill you up to have power, but there's, a, there's an action behind it. Then it says, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, isn't tongues for... You know, Old Testament stuff didn't die. Uh, no, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. When God gives you a holy language, you begin to speak in that. He, we believe in that here, the moving of the Holy Spirit. We believe that every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit and operate in his power. We believe that as you are empowered, you now have to put that into operation. It does no good to have this power and see all the problems of the world and do nothing about it. You have the ability, not only the ability, but the authority to do things. The Bible says you've been given authority because Christ has been given authority. All authority has been given to him. Now he tells us to go and change the world. What are we doing with it, church? Let me ask you, what are we doing with the power that we've been filled with? You see, it's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that gives you the authority to heal the sick. It's the authority to cast out demons and the authority to raise the dead to life. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So when you walk into a situation under your own power, you're already defeated. But when you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you, because you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden things change because you have the upper hand now where you lack before the Spirit of God comes in and he takes over. So when you walk into hospital rooms and everyone's defeated and everyone's crying and mourning, you stand upon the authority of the word that says, lay your hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. Not they might, but the Bible says they shall be healed. I don't know about you, but our job is not done until the work is done. If the Bible says it shall be done, then I'll hold on to that truth here. It's, the, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to fulfill the great commission. Amen. 
It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't just empower you just to go out and heal the sick and cast out demons. But he empowers you to get up when you don't feel like you can. He gives you the strength. He encourages you. He encourages you through the word when you open it up. Or he might encourage somebody to encourage you. You ever notice that when you're having a bad day, all of a sudden God sends someone your way to either call you up, send you a text message, or you meet someone in the store, and it's exactly what you need to hear. Do you think that's by coincidence or by design? It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, you understand when the Holy Spirit's operating. It's not unfamiliar ground. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to fulfill the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 says this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We're able to fulfill and change the world and do exactly what Jesus called us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in that power here. We believe that when we pray for somebody, we're expecting results. We're not just like, Lord, if you want to today. No, we're expecting results. Why? Because he says we can. That's the authority he's given to us. We expect results. When someone comes up and says, you know what? My marriage is on the rock. Would you pray? I'm not just praying that God would would do something. I'm praying that God would heal the marriage. God would restore the marriage. Why? It's the authority we have through the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit here at CWC Bay Area. You see, when the 120 were in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit, they were right with God. They loved God. They were there, but they were not instructed to go until they were filled. They, weren't, they couldn't leave the room until they were filled. And maybe we're not going because maybe we're just not filled yet. I pray this morning that there would be a filling in your spirit that would stir something in your spirit that you would look at the condition of the world and say, God, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you so that I could go and be an answer to someone's problem, that I could go out into the world and I could resolve some issues, some issues that are taking place in my family, in my neighborhood, in my community, in this world. Let's not just talk about it. Let's be about it and begin to do the work of God through the power of of the Holy Spirit. Someone say power. Power. Someone say Holy Holy Spirit. Their effectiveness here on earth was directly related to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You could do a lot through your own strength, but you can't do everything. We need the Holy Spirit. I can't go a day without him. I can't go a moment without him in my life. I need the encouragement because I get discouraged a lot. There are things that I look at, mountains I look at that God's called me to climb. I say, Lord, I can't do that. But then something stirs up inside of me that says, you were designed for this, Nick. Something stirs up inside of me. It gives you the courage to go out. It was the courage that David got to go out to go and fight Goliath and take out this giant that was way bigger than him. It was through the power that, of, of, the, of the Holy Spirit that God had placed upon David in that moment. It was through that that he was able to go out with confidence knowing, I'm not going to lose this battle. God's with me. I'm not going to lose this battle. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. The problem is, is that some of, us, some of us have seen the operation of the Holy Spirit and it's weirded you out. Don't let someone else's experience be yours. Don't let someone else's experience be yours. I've seen people 
eat food before and they're like, ugh, this is absolutely disgusting. I don't know if the food's good or not until I try it. And sometimes what they thought was disgusting is absolutely amazing to me. Don't let someone's experience or how they, you know, uh, how they're operating in the Holy Spirit keep you away from seeking the Holy Spirit out in your life. You might have seen people, you know, shaking doesn't mean, oh, I don't want to shake and look where you, you don't have to. As the Spirit of God moves in your life, He empowers you, encourages you, and you see Him in operation throughout your whole day. It's when you go to work and no one else can solve a problem and the Holy Spirit's inside of you. All of a sudden, you walk in with an answer that you have no clue how you got. It's because it's the Holy Spirit. It's when you're driving to work and there's an accident that's in front of you and you could have been you. But, you know, he said, let that other car go in front of you. It's the protection of God, the Holy Spirit working inside of you. It's when things could have happened to your children, but because you claim the blood of Jesus over them, you're praying over them and your house is filled with the Spirit of God. God watches over them. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It's not not just for these big things. It's in everyday life. He wants to be with you every single day. Not Sundays, not Wednesdays, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, until you leave this earth. The Spirit of God. That's why we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in revelation. God has revealed himself to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Who is, the who is the visible image of the invisible God, the Holy Scriptures, and through all of creation itself. Romans 1.20 says this, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. All creation reveals that there is a Creator. And that creator is God. You see, if there's ever a doubt that God exists, I want you to do this. I want you to get up really early before it, I, it, what they would call zero dark 30. I want you to get up really early and I want you to go outside and I want you to wait. Because all of a sudden now this thing called the sun begins to rise and the darkness breaks. I want you to go out there and then after you see the beauty of that, especially if you watch it from like Hawaii, that's a good excuse just to go to Hawaii. I need to see if God's real, right? <laughs> go to Hawaii, sit on the beach and watch the sunrise and then come back and tell me that there's not a God. Come back and tell me that there's not a creator and that there's not a God. You see, I, I want you to, to look at yourself in the mirror one day and say, you know what, man? You're a good looking person. Like you got your stuff together. And then tell me that there's not a God. I want you to look at the baby that was formed in the womb where everybody said, listen, you believe in the Big Bang Theory, but you know, I I'm sorry. Creation has too many parts to it, too many moving parts for things just to kind of bang and then it, it happened. There's absolutely no way. There's a creator. That creator is God, and he created you and I for a purpose and for a plan. That's the beauty of who God is. We, we believe that God reveals himself through creation. He reveals who he is. Solomon says, he says, you feel the breeze, but you have no clue where it comes from. It's God. The sun went down and it comes up the next day. It was God. 
You woke up because God lent you breath that morning. It's God, your heart's still beating because God is planted. God says, I want you to reveal my glory just in who you are. You see, you might struggle at times with the ways of God, but you can never deny that he exists. Might be a hard pill to swallow at times. God, you're asking me to do what? There are scriptures that I read, I'm like, man, I'm glad I wasn't Abraham who was asked to kill his only son. I'm sure glad I wasn't that, but I'm sure glad that Abraham had a listening ear that he stopped before he was going to kill his only son. But there's things in the word of God, I'm like, man, that's so crazy. But it doesn't stop me from believing that he's still God and that he's still good. Amen? You still with me? Amen. Amen. Come on, say, I got a good church because they believe in the Bible. Fourthly, as we believe... In mankind, we believe humans, both male and female, were created in God's image for his glory. We believe that humans, both male and female, were created in God's image for his glory. Isaiah 43, 7 and 8 says this. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. You see, sometimes we could get so comfortable in church that we feel that Sunday mornings is the big shebang. Can I tell you that Sunday mornings is the equipping time? Life out there is the big shebang. You, you, you come in on Sunday morning and you get recharged, you get refueled, you get a word, you get stirred up in your spirit. So that you could go out and you could lead those who are blind, have eyes but are blind and deaf, have ears but are deaf. That you could lead them back to God. We are supposed to carry God's glory. We are created for his glory. You were not just created for God's glory. You were created to carry and display God's glory. We were called to carry and display God's glory. How do you display God if it, it is how others will know him. How you display God, how you conduct yourself. Listen, we all have bad days, but not every day has to be a bad day. We all go through trials and we all go through tribulations, but you know what? Let's stop being defeated by the things that we go through in life. We all face hardships in life, but let's not let those things take us off. Why? Because we are the representation of God's glory here on earth. When someone sees you and they know that you are a believer, they want to see Christ inside of you because we represent who he is here on this earth. How you display God is how others will know him. So let me ask you a question this morning. How are you displaying him? How are you displaying God? When you walk into work, how are you displaying God? Do you walk into work and can't wait to clock out? Are you just working to get a paycheck? Can I tell you that's pretty miserable? Because last time I looked, God brought us to a place where we work at, the house place that we live at, the neighborhood, the cities that we all live in. God's brought you there, not by accident, but by design. He brought you there so that you could help to bring hope and change to display his glory to other people. The problem is, is that some of us don't even know our neighbors. 
Pastor Sephra, if you could help me. We're praying, God, let me change the world. Yet we're not even doing anything to make a difference in our neighborhoods. Instead of knowing our neighbors, they're annoying us. And God, I pray that they move. You pray all you want. God's saying, I'm keeping them there. Why? Because I have you there on assignment. Just like when Paul said, uh, can you take this, this tormenting spirit from me? Uh, it's okay, Paul. My grace is sufficient. <laughs> We're pr- trying to pray out things that God has brought us there to bring change to. Amen. Amen. Come on. But how can you change something that you don't even encounter? We go to the grocery store and we're such on an assignment to get that grocery list done in and out that you missed the encounter on aisle four there by the pickles. Because we're so busy. We just go through life with our head down, just we're getting somewhere. But we're missing every opportunity that God's assigned to us to show forth his glory. To reveal who he is to mankind. And then we come together on Sunday morning. We're so excited to be together. Listen, I love Sunday mornings. I love to be together. But you know what I love to hear the most? Is that when you come up and say, Pastor Nick, man, at work, there was this lady that was going through such a hard time. And God gave me the opportunity to show forth his glory. And I got to pray for her. And things are changing. It's those things that encourage. When you actually put the message to use, let me give you a little insight. Your pastors get happy. We get excited. Your teachers get excited when you actually find out, man, you didn't just study scriptures, but you live scriptures. You don't just know the scriptures, but you're living them out and you're applying them and change is happening because of it. Man, it it makes us do backflips in our spirits. Why? Because that's what it's all about. Like Pastor Dan says, Tommy Barnetto says this, see a hurt and heal it. See a need and fill it. Display God's glory sometime this week through the filling of the Holy Spirit because we serve a real God and we believe in revelation we can make a change in this world if we would just capture if we would just capture the heart of God how you display God is how others will know him how we display God is how others will know him so do we talk about a God who's a provider, yet we're always downcast because we're lacking? Do we believe in a God who's a healer, yet we're defeated because we're sick? I'm not saying troubles will never come our way. I'm not saying that you'll never get sick. And that just because the Holy Spirit fills your life and you are empowered by God and you you love him and he has a purpose and plan that you will never face things in life. But what I am saying is this, that when I get the bad report of man, you got this sickness, it's hard to hear, but I'm grateful that I serve a healer. When I get the bad report of Man, my kids aren't serving God. Hard to hear, but I'm so thankful 
that I serve a God of his promise that says, if I train them up in the right way, when they get older, they shall not depart. God, I'm holding you to your word. I'm thankful that I serve a God who in times of chaos in this world, who says he is my peace, that he'll keep me in perfect peace if my mind is steadfast upon him because we love him. I'm thankful in those moments that I have him. You see, some of us come in defeated all the time because we don't know our word. We don't know the authority that we stand upon. I want to challenge you like I did from the beginning. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the word. Let's get back to knowing the authority of Christ because we display him. And when we know him, I I can show forth who he is in my life. That's when transformation takes place. Oh, when I've been changed, I'm speaking from a time, a place of my own encounter, my own revelation. I'm not just a repeater of somebody. I'm speaking from my own encounter with God. Man, that's the genuineness of the Spirit of God inside of me. Man, if I just uh, remember when the sons of Sceva tried to cast out demons in the name of God who Paul preaches, man, they got defeated. Why? They didn't have the authority. They told someone else's story. Don't tell someone else's story. Tell your own revelation of who God is in your life. Let's get back to the Word. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.